All right, we got a lot to cover on today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. The NBA is looking to implement new rules to limit load management, and it actually benefits the Pelicans. And the 2024 Olympic team is coming into focus, and I don't know if we're going to see Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson on there. Plus, NBA 2K ratings show again. People really don't know how to read this Pelicans team. It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available right here on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday. Don't forget, this is the final three day a week that we've got. We're going back to five days a week starting on Mondays. We gear up for media day for the New Orleans Pelicans. I can't wait to get back to five days a week. We got a lot to talk about. It's a make or break Pelican season. So we we will be sure to answer all of your questions here on the show, the number one Pelicans podcast. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We cover the team like nobody else does, giving you the topics that you want to hear, and we've got a lot of them in today's show. If you want to support the channel, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Comment down below on YouTube, and of course, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday, or really whenever you can. That's pretty cool, too. And now for your second listen, go check out Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. He's doing film breakdowns, everything you want to know, black and gold, after their big opening week win over the Tennessee Titans. So let's get into it, because there's a lot of news out there right now, and I was really interested by what the NBA is trying to do to curb load management. Load management, right? Just resting players to keep them healthy for the postseason, having them miss games where they're not really injured. You just, you're like, yeah, it's okay. You don't need to play. Take take the day off, right? This has been a problem around the league, I think, for a while, and the NBA is really trying to address it with these new rules that they're going to put in front of the Board of Governors and have votes on, and it sounds like this is going to go through. So basically what this means is the league's Board of Governors is expected to vote on Wednesday, so today it might even be finalized by the time you are listening to this, and it's going to see teams receive hefty fines if they rest two star players in the same game or rest a star player in a nationally televised game. So it's two separate things. In any game, if you rest two star players, you're getting a fine. In a nationally televised game, if you rest even one star player, you're going to get a fine. Under this rule, a star player is anyone who has made an all-star or all-NBA team in the past three seasons. And the way the violations go is it's going to be hundred grand for the first violation, $250,000 for the second violation, and $1 million for any additional penalty. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. These aren't $50,000 fines, which to an NBA team are like, eh, whatever. A million-dollar fine is significant. $250,000 is significant. And it's not like these will be one-time things if this is what teams are doing. So why does this relate to the Pelicans? Why is this important or matter to the New Orleans Pelicans? Well, I actually think this is good. It's good first and foremost for you, the fan. 
We have not seen Steph Curry play in New Orleans in like two or three years because they just rest him every time that they come down here for whatever reason. I think same for Clay Thompson, Draymond Green as well. You know, it's great if you want to see the Pelicans win, them resting star players. But you know what? Maybe you're more of a casual fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't mean that of like, oh, that person's a casual. I hate when that terminology gets thrown around. It just means maybe you want to go to an NBA game and see star players play. Because one of the things I love about this is I've got to watch LeBron James' entire career. I've got to see him so many times in New Orleans. I love that. It's really cool to see these top athletes go out and do their thing, even if it means your team loses at times. Just the ability to watch those players in their prime do the amazing things they do is partially what makes this league really, really special. There's players you love to watch. I love watching guys like Devin Booker and others, and I want to go see them play. Damian Lillard's one too. So when they rest, it's disappointing. I'm going to be at every game. I have a media credential, right? I have season tickets too. But maybe you, you, you don't have that. You, you know, going to an NBA game is a luxury to you. And, you know, you time it to go to a good game or to watch star players play. And then they don't play. Like, it hurts. Obviously, there's no guarantee with that. But it's still disappointing, I think, for you to have spent that kind of money and not get what was really expected. You know, it's going to happen, certainly. But at least this maybe eliminates two guys sitting out for the Golden State Warriors or the Miami Heat, or you know, once they get Damian Lillard, right? And other things. So I think this is good for you, the fan here in New Orleans, because it does seem to be a team that guys or teams rest their players against. It also benefits the New Orleans Pelicans if they want to rest players. They don't have that many nationally televised games. They have six Really, it's 12, and I don't know how NBA TV is being counted in this necessarily, but they have four on ESPN, Oklahoma City on November 1, Golden State January 10th, Clippers the uh, Feb 7th, and Miami on February 23rd, and then TNT, Memphis December 19th, and Sacramento April 11th. It's just six nationally televised games. It's on the lower end given what they've had in the past. They also have six on NBA TV, so it's kind of 12 total. Remember when they were in the 20s when they got Zion and everything? This is a far cry from that. This also then means, well, they can rest guys. Brandon Ingram doesn't count as an all-star under this formula anymore. Zion Williamson's the, the guy that it does. Okay, you know, you've got to be careful resting Zion, but it means maybe you can rest B.I. And we've seen him not able to play the whole season. Missing 29 straight games and other things. We've also seen that injuries really do affect him as it takes him a while to get his legs back under him when he's out there on the court. Maybe they need to take more of a load management approach with him over the course of the season to keep him healthy. If you do that, well, you can rest him and there's no harm in it right now. You know, Zion, you can rest in these non-nationally televised games. You're never going to be resting two star players under this categorization under the all of this that benefits the pelicans in a weird way right now with this you don't want to be on national tv as much because the pelicans certainly couldn't handle some of these kind of fines we see them at cheap at times it's the, the reality of the situation now they can they totally can this is totally fine totally good for new orleans if they want to take a load management approach i don't love it i don't want them to necessarily do that but they could 
if that ends up being kind of the right course of action, we'll see with the new player performance and care staff and them being revamped. Maybe that is the way they need to go with some of this. Well, they should be in position to be able to do that. You can't rest Zion in any, say, any of those 12 games, but other games you could if that's what you need to end up doing. I'm okay with that. I like these rules. I like the NBA really trying to make the product as good as possible for everybody. And whenever it benefits New Orleans, you're not going to hear me complain very much. So I think this is a good thing. I think these rules are good overall, and I like that the Pelicans are in position to actively benefit from this more so than other teams. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. Does this benefit the Pelicans? Do you like this rule in general? Or do you think teams need to kind of handle their players in other things? There will be a loophole with it, certainly, right? If all of a sudden a guy has a sore ankle or his hip is bruising, you know, and they're not calling it load management, they are they going to be able to rest those guys? Even if it's kind of like a BS fake injury, you know, is there a way to prove that? Can the NBA prove that? That's going to be the real challenge here with all of it. But let's say this works at least a little bit. I think this is good and it's good for the New Orleans Pelicans. So coming up next, Olympic team coming into focus. I said Zion being on there would be a great thing. Brandon Ingram was just on Team USA. Do they have a chance of making it to Paris in the 2024 Olympics? It's not looking good, and I'll explain why, and maybe this will be a good thing for the New Orleans Pelicans. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Look, we live in South Louisiana. You're likely listening from the Gulf region. That means hurricanes. That means other things. And you've got to be prepared. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Say you, I don't know, evacuate. Like it's something we all end up having to do at a certain point. You know, the... They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So you don't get caught unprepared. And everyone should feel empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And we have to deal with that all the time here. So save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout. JaceMedical.com, that's Jace, J-A-S-E, Medical.com, promo code LOCKED. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday. We're going to be back to five days a week. We still are going to be doing the live shows Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. I'm not sure if we're going to do it this Thursday yet. I'm running behind on a couple of things. That day's a little hectic. So we'll see if we end up doing the live show or if I pre-record something for you all. But we'll get back to it next week. Still planning on rolling out the new way that you can interact with me in a way that is so much better than X, Twitter, whatever it is. We'll get that out to you probably the beginning of next week. It's just taking a little bit longer. They do it over at Locked on Saints. It's awesome. I'm part of it there, too. So I really love it. I'm looking forward to being able to interact with y'all on a more personal basis as well. So stay tuned for that coming up um, probably on Mondays when we'll get that out to you when we go back to five days a week, especially in anticipation of media day with everything. So I want to have it really set for that. So today, 
We have just gone over load management. Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. Good rules, bad rules. I think it's going to be a good thing for the NBA. This is arguably like the number one problem that they have in the league right now. A problem they also have is Team USA not meddling in the Olympics. In the bronze medal game, losing to Canada, who themselves were a little bit disappointing, but I think that's a good result for them. And I'd said that team is very, very good. Germany going all the way, taking the title. Okay, I think they played out of their minds a little bit, and I don't think you really want to expect Dennis Schroeder to play like that all the time. But look, maybe it means the Lakers end up, well, he's on Toronto, I think. Maybe they trade for him back and bring him back. And anything that causes a little bit of like discord with the Lakers and their fans is kind of always fun to see. They've been freaking out how well he's been playing and why the Lakers didn't bring him back or anything like that. Partially because a lot of this, and we talked about this on Locked On NBA, the national show that I co-host on Wednesdays today, maybe make that your second listen, that, you know, I don't expect a lot of this FIBA form to carry over. But Team USA not meddling is definitely a disappointment, really. And they should be better than they... So yeah, Team USA should have been better than they were. And this is a disappointing result. And it seems like no one's particularly happy with this. So enter the savior, right, with the cape and everything. LeBron James to the the rescue here to try and bring more talent to Team USA. He's trying to play. He's trying to recruit Steph Curry to play. I would assume, you know, other players like that to play. And when you start to get into it and you look at like the list of names, maybe they're recruiting Joel Embiid to jump on everything too. There's just not a ton of room for guys like Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. And it's a little bit disappointing that they won't continue to play. But I do think, you know, when you look at it, it's probably fine. Brandon Ingram was definitely miscast on that team as more of a, a team guy when really his style of play is how it needs to be on the Pelicans. And that's why I wasn't really worried with what we saw from him. He played poorly, didn't play in the final couple games with an upper respiratory illness or they just you know weren't going to play him potentially. He would have played. But you know, if that's not the way he's going to play on this team, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I don't read too much into these negative games these bad results and things like that because I don't know I want you to play how you're going to play when you're on the New Orleans Pelicans not when you're on Team USA and that's ultimately what I'm looking for and what really truly matters to me so him sitting that out it just means he can focus more on the team and I think we liked this idea in theory and then we realized like okay this didn't really work I think the practices are good but rather him maybe just be in New Orleans working out with his teammates next summer and not going through all of this with the Olympics and everything if he's just not going to play the right kind of role. Let's just get him ready for the season. You know, the same goes for Zion Williamson. They definitely need some more help at the big man spot, but they need more of a defensive presence. You have to figure a guy, especially if they don't get uh, Joel Embiid, that Bam Adebayo is going to be there, that Anthony Davis is going to be there. They're going to get that spot because they need a defensive anchor over a guy like Zion Williamson. While I'd love to see Zion play in FIBA and play in the Olympics and get a gold medal, and I do think his game would work really well there, they also need to make him the focal point, and would that have even happened on a roster like that? And I don't think the answer is yes, unless he was coming off the bench and just kind of allowed to run the second unit. But it basically means both these guys aren't going to be playing in the Olympics next season so that they can then just simply focus on kind of what Zion's doing now and We're hearing rave reviews of Zion in the offseason, of the work that he's doing, 
being here in New Orleans much more, you know, and talking to people around the organization. And look, we get this almost every single year. So take it somewhat with a grain of salt. But people are saying, you know, he seems more committed and it's like a different version of him. I've spoken about, you know, we expected to see Zion 2.0, that he was changing, that he was doing different things going into last season. And he did till he got hurt. Maybe this is Zion 3.0. Maybe that's what we're finally going to start to get the unleashed version of him over the course of a whole season. And that's what we're hoping for. So this just kind of takes some distractions away from him, from, you know, the Pelicans and allows them to get on the same page. If they can, say, not have a disaster of a year, which is what we're really worried about, because I do think it is a make or break year for the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, and they keep everyone here next year. The next year is going to be the next the one where we look at it and go, OK, now it's really make or break. That's basically going to be every year till they actually blow it up. Well, it means they maybe get off to a better start because both these guys were in town working out with others on the team, working out with them in the offseason in a way that Zion at least hasn't done before. So fewer distractions. You know, when I did the show talking about Zion on the Olympic team, and I think that would be a good experience for him in particular, many of y'all said in the comments, no, don't do that. Like he needs to focus on this team and actually live up to the hype, the potential, a full season, because he hasn't done that yet. You're not wrong. I don't think there's a correct answer to this sort of thing. So if we get that from him, two thumbs up from me. So not playing on the Olympics, okay, that's fine. Same for Brandon Ingram. Let him just kind of focus on being him. You know, I'm curious his mentality coming back to this team after kind of a disappointing run with Team USA, and he talked about it openly too. Does this change his mindset? Does this make him you know, more hungry to go and prove who he is going into this season, or does this affect him in a negative way? I really don't know. And, well, if you can kind of eliminate a potential negative outcome by not playing on the Olympic team, well, then kind of solves that problem, right? That's something that can sometimes just be a good thing. No negative experiences whatsoever. So I wonder what we're going to get from him. And not playing on the Olympic team next summer, probably going to be fine for both of these guys. Gold medals are cool, though. I remember when Anthony Davis played on Team USA in the Olympics before he even played an NBA game and won a gold medal. Like, that was a really cool thing, but he had a starring role on that team. I don't think either of these two guys would have. So I think it ultimately ends up being just like a totally fine, okay thing. So coming up next, speaking of Brandon Ingram and kind of like living up to potential and all of that, NBA 2K ratings are out. And they just show, they really show like people not covering the team on a daily basis have no idea what to make of this Pelicans team. And I think a lot of people are getting things wrong. I'll share some of the ratings with you, some of the things that I find interesting from all this. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And all customers, whether you've been with FanDuel or not, any customer who bets $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. That is my favorite thing. I love the same game parlays. They show you popular ones. Know what other people are betting. There's, there's power in the collective like that. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here, Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to you like nobody else is. We are back five days a week starting this coming Monday. I'll roll out. I promise you I'll roll out then the new way to interact with me, which is going to be really great on Media Day. You're going to get some insight and other things that you don't get anywhere else. I'm looking forward to keep an eye out for that on Monday. I'll also roll it out on Twitter too, but it's mainly going to come through the show since we're going to kind of skip a lot of stuff when it comes to Twitter. And if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. We are the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So make sure you listen Monday through Friday for this make or break Pelicans year. So the NBA 2K ratings are out and I find them kind of interesting. This is, you know, one of the things I've said when you look at, say, the people who look outside in looking at this Pelicans team, like national media and others, they really have no idea how to read this Pelicans team, I think. So I think the 2K ratings are also there. They're a little kind of all over the place and I think wrong, but yet ultimately kind of bullish on the Pelicans. Overall, they're an 82, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th best in NBA 2K this coming season. You count them as a tier two team. Um, according to 2kratings.com, but they're right there kind of in the mix with a number of teams. The Denver Nuggets are also ranked as an 82. Goes to show you, you know, all teams are still kind of early on in this, so it's also the Boston Celtics being an 84 as the top team. So when you look at the Pelicans team and everything right now, they're kind of in the mix with like all of the what you expect. Zion Williamson leads the way with a 90 overall. That seems kind of appropriate for him. You know, they they think he's a very good player. You know, he's the 10th best front court player in NBA 2K. Brandon Ingram is an 85, where you're a solid player, but not quite at like that all-star, all-NBA level, which I think is kind of how we view him and appropriate for all of that as well, right? Isn't that kind of exactly what he is with everything? And... Maybe, maybe not, but I think he's kind of in that range. I think that's appropriate. You know, Zion has a potential of 94 in the game going up from 90, puts you kind of in the upper echelon of players there. And then BI has an 88 potential, so you can kind of get right in that like low end tier mix with everything. But it's where the other players are that I find kind of like interesting on things. CJ McCollum's an 84, like that checks out. Jonas Valanciunas an 83, like, okay, I buy that. Trey Murphy's a 79. I think that's a good spot for him right now with potential to be higher, except his potential rating in the game is also a 79. So he's kind of reaching that, you know, an 84 when it comes to three point shooting, which is the same as Brandon Ingram. I think that needs to be higher. His dunk rating is an 88. We know that checks out. Interestingly, CJ McCollum has an uh, 83 in three point shooting. So less than Brandon Ingram, one less than Trey Murphy. That doesn't feel right, does it? Like, that really doesn't feel right. It's the same as Kyra Lewis Jr. in this. That seems really off to me. Jordan Hawkins, when we look at three-point shooting here, is an 82. I think for a rookie, that that checks out. He's got a potential, you know, he's an overall 72 with a potential of 80. So he's kind of like more of your fourth, fifth starter. And I think that's kind of what his potential is at the NBA level, too. So... 
you start to look at these guys and you're like, okay, this seems kind of just right for for what they are. Minus like it, it doesn't seem like they think this team can grow a ton with some of these younger guys. You know, Trey being a max of a 79 seems very, very weird to me when it comes to that. Um, and the fact that they have Kyra Lewis Jr., you know, kind of rated the same as Jordan Hawkins and with a higher potential than him, I find just straight up a little bit weird given what we've seen from him overall here. Or the potential is a little bit lower, actually. So they don't really have the Pelicans right I think when it comes to like the three-point shooting, they're underrating a guy like Trey Murphy. Herb Jones is a 79 with a potential for an 83 here. I think his if he gets the three-point shooting correct, of which he's a 76 in the game, that's very clearly wrong. And one of the things I wanted to look at, which I also find kind of interesting, is to compare him to Scoot Henderson, a guy that the Pelicans kick the tires on, y'all, this offseason, really looking to bring him in. Scoot comes in as a 78 with a potential of 88. So same potential as what Brandon Ingram could achieve. And there was a lot of, should they trade Zion for Scoot? Zion and picks for Scoot, Brandon Ingram and picks for Scoot. Would that be the way to go for the Portland Trailblazers to maybe try and keep Damian Lillard? You know, potential of 88 kind of shows what his rating could be as a rookie. You know, if he comes in and does well, that's only going to go up from there. So that's coming in pretty high. Something to kind of just see how others view the team around the league. 2K is not always the greatest predictor of that, but I find it kind of interesting to look at these numbers. And some of them just kind of seem screwy, yet they still have the Pelicans rated as the 10th best team. So some things are off, but they're kind of still on the high, you know, the team's still on the high end of things. So if these numbers were, I think, like accurate with guys like Trey and others, well, I think this team you're looking at has like very good potential for, what they could do in the game, but also that represents what they can do potentially in the league too. Let me know what you think of those numbers. Should Zion be a 90? Should he be higher? BI as an 84? Should that be, or sorry, 85? Should that be higher? Where would you put CJ? What do you think Trey's potential is? What about Jordan Hawkins? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll see. I'll let you know Thursday during the day if there's going to be a live show or not Thursday night or if I'm just going to record something for you for Friday as we gear up and get back to five days a week next season. This has been the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all next time.